the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another episode of the Michelle Tafoya podcast. You know that phrase, listen to the science, follow the science, believe in the science, where's the data? What if the data's wrong? What if the data's been manipulated? No, I'm not being a conspiracy theorist. Wait until you hear what I'm about to tell you about data and debunkers. Now, it's time for some sanity. It's the Michelle Tafoya podcast. So I always wanted to be one of those people who could trust science, trust the people in charge, trust doctors, trust people who were trying to give us the best advice and the best picture of the situation. But you know what? It, this next story doesn't really surprise me. When I was in graduate school, I, I got a master's in business. I was thinking about coming a, becoming a professor of marketing. And one of my professors told me, you're going to hate it. Michelle, because it's publish or perish. You've got to publish constantly. I didn't do it, obviously. But think about it. If you have to publish constantly, wouldn't you get a little slippery, maybe a little lazy, a little loose on the data, a little loose on the specifics? You would hope not. You would hope that those publishing and those who end up forwarding this publishing, like putting it on a platform, would take the time to make sure all the data is right. But there's a reason the president of Stanford University had to step down recently. And we'll get into that in just a second. Meanwhile, are you one of the millions of American men, women of any age dealing with the premature hair loss or the thinning of your hair? Just, you know, you think, well, it runs in the family. I'm afraid that's going to happen to me. Well, finally, there is a real solution that delivers on its promise without the harsh side effects unwanted chemicals, and the nasty smell. Thanks to our friends that develop GenuCell skincare, Provia uses a safe, natural ingredient. It's called Procapil. 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 To effectively target the three main causes of premature hair thinning and loss. By supporting healthy scalp circulation, the delivery of nourishing ingredients and nutrients, and healthy hair follicle anchoring to your scalp, Provia guarantees more hair on your head than in the shower or on your comb. Effective for men and women of, of any age, safe on colored, treated hair, styled hair, it's that easy. And right now, new customers save over 50% off Provia's introductory package at proviahair.com slash Michelle. It's P-R-O-V-I-A hair.com slash Michelle. Every package includes a full 60-day supply of Provia serum, for daily use, plus Provia 30 Super Concentrate for faster, more noticeable results. Provia works, guaranteed, or 100% of your money back. See results for yourself right now. Don't wait. ProviaHair.com slash Michelle. ProviaHair.com slash Michelle with one L. ProviaHair.com slash M-I-C-H-E-L-E. So there's this article in the Wall Street Journal that I came across that blew my mind. And I shouldn't have been too surprised, but I'm so happy that this is becoming public. 
The article's entitled The Band of Debunkers Busting Bad Scientists. There are some bad scientists out there, folks. People who are rushing through the work or manipulating the data to give companies or other parties what they want to hear. And this data shapes public policy. It shapes companies' decision-making. It shapes how we teach our kids. And this data is being manipulated more often than you realize. Stanford's president and a high-profile physicist are among those taken down by a growing wave of volunteers who expose faulty or fraudulent research papers. I'm reading to you from the Wall Street Journal in case you don't take it or in case you miss this article. I think it's that important. An award-winning Harvard Business School professor and researcher spent years exploring the reasons people lie and cheat. Wouldn't we love to know? A trio of behavioral scientists examining a handful of her academic papers concluded her own findings were drawn from falsified data. So here's this award-winning Harvard Business School professor trying to figure out why people lie. Why do people cheat? I'm going to study this. And then these three guys sit down and look at her work, his work, their work, and decide, you know what? This data has been falsified. This is not accurate. It was a routine takedown for the three scientists, Joe Simmons, Leif Nelson, and Uri Simonson, who have gained academic renown for debunking published studies built on faulty or fraudulent data. <laughs> they use tips, number crunching, and gut instincts to uncover deception. Over the past decade, they have come to their own finding. Numbers don't lie, but people do. Think about that. Numbers don't lie. Two plus two equals four, no matter what anyone tries to tell you. But people can massage the numbers to make them lie for them. Quote, once you see the pattern across many different papers, it becomes like one in a quadrillion chances that there is some benign explanation. So in other words, the benign explanation is, is not really likely. Here's a quote. Once you see the pattern across many different papers, it becomes like a one in a quadrillion chance that there's some benign explanation, said Simmons, a professor at the Wharton School of the University of Pennsylvania, and a member of this trio who report their work on a blog called Data Collada. <laughs> it's a great name. Simmons and his two colleagues are among a growing number of scientists in various fields around the world who moonlight as data detectives, sifting through studies published in scholarly journals for evidence of fraud. I love these people providing, you know, and, and once they accuse someone of fraudulent data, you know that data is going to be raked over the coals and looked at thoroughly to make sure that those claims of fraud are also correct. So I trust these volunteers who have absolutely no monetary reason to be doing this. They're just trying to get to the truth. And thank goodness. Check this out. Again, reading from the Wall Street Journal. At least 5,500 faulty papers were retracted in 2022, meaning 5,500 papers had to be, oops, sorry, we'll just retract that. Uh, that's compared with 119 in 2002, 20 years prior, according to Retraction Watch. That's a website that keeps a tally. You might want to check that out, Retraction Watch. The jump largely reflects the investigative work of the data collata scientists and many other academic volunteers, said Dr. Ivan Oransky, the site's co-founder. 
Their discoveries have led to embarrassing retractions, upended careers, and retaliatory lawsuits. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, this is fascinating. So here's the story about the Stanford guy. Neuroscientist Mark Tessier-Levine stepped down last month as president of Stanford University following years of criticism about data in his published studies. Posts on PubPeer, it's another website where scientists dissect published studies, triggered scrutiny by the Stanford Daily, his own newspaper, Stanford University. A university investigation followed and three studies he co-wrote were retracted. This is the president of Stanford University. Stanford concluded that although Tessier Levine didn't personally engage in research misconduct or know about misconduct by others, he, quote, failed to decisively and forthrightly correct mistakes in the scientific record. Tessier Levine, who remains on the faculty, declined to comment. So he's still a faculty member at Stanford. He's just not representing the university anymore. The hunt for misleading studies is more than academic. Flawed social science research can lead to faulty corporate decisions about consumer behavior or misguided government rules and policies. Shall I read that to you again? The hunt for misleading studies is more than academic. Flawed social science research can lead to faulty corporate decisions about consumer behavior or misguided government rules and policies. Errant medical research risks harm to patients. Researchers in all fields can waste years and millions of dollars in grants trying to advance what turn out to be fraudulent findings. Keep in mind, very few studies are done without funding. The important ones anyway. So who's funding them? What are they looking for? What do they want the study to show? And you know what? Come hell or high water, give us the findings we want, even if they're fraudulent. The data detectives hope their work will keep science honest at a time when the public's faith in science is ebbing, to say the least. The pre- that's to say the least. That's my comment. Back to the Wall Street Journal. The pressure to publish papers. Remember what I said? Publish or perish which can yield jobs, grants, speaking engagements, and seats on corporate advisory boards, which pay, uh, pushes research to chase unique and interesting findings, sometimes at the expense of truth. That's according to Simmons and the others of this data collada. 
I, I want you to absorb this. I'm going to go on here and finish reading this article to you because I think this is so flipping important. 5,500 studies were retracted in 2022 because of misleading, fraudulent data, whatever, that these volunteers have found by dissecting the data and really going through it and, and, and found stuff enough to force the retraction. Now, if you did a study and you're standing by it, you're not going to retract it, right? You're going to say, hey, no, 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 I stand by this. Let me show you why. Instead, they've retracted these studies, 5,500 of them. What were these studies aimed toward proving? And what decisions were based on these studies? You know, some folks in the media always say, well, there's a study that shows, really, what is that study and is it legit? Well, I can tell you something that is legit and I'm proud to talk about this. It's, uh, it's Provia, proviahair.com. And if you go there, proviahair.com slash Michelle, you get some help with that thinning hair because there are millions of American women and men and they don't have to be older, all ages. They, they start to deal with premature hair, thinning hair loss, and you know it runs in the family. So you're thinking, what am I going to do about this? This runs in the family. I've got to get ahead of this. Finally, there's a real solution that delivers on its promise without the heart side effects, without the unwanted chemicals, without those unpleasant odors. Thanks to our friends that developed Genucel Skincare, Provia uses a safe, natural ingredient called Procapil. I had a tough time pronouncing it the first time, but it's Procapil. To effectively target the three main causes of premature hair thinning and hair loss. By supporting healthy scalp circulation, the delivery of nourishing nutrients, and healthy hair follicle anchoring to your scalp, Provia guarantees more hair on your head than in the shower or in your comb. Effective for men and women of any age, safe on colored, treated, styled hair, it's that easy. And right now, new customers save over 50% off Provia's introductory package at Provia.com, excuse me, ProviaHair.com slash Michelle. It's important. ProviaHair.com, P-R-O-V-I-A, Hair.com slash Michelle. Every package includes a full 60-day supply of Provia serum for daily use, plus Provia 30 Super Concentrate for faster, more noticeable results. Provia works, guaranteed, or 100% of your money back. See results for yourself right now. Don't wait. ProviaHair.com slash Michelle. ProviaHair.com slash Michelle with one L. ProviaHair.com slash M-I-C-H-E-L-E. All right. So back to this. By the way, there's no study that I need to tell you that says 100% guaranteed. That's the company standing by that. ProviaHair.com slash Michelle. So we're not uh, giving you any fraudulent information. All right. Back to this Wall Street Journal piece on the data detectives, data colada. I just love that. Here's a quote. It drives me crazy that slow, good, careful science. If you do that stuff, if you do science that way, it means you publish less, Simmons said. Obviously, if you fake your data, you can get anything to work. So again, publish or perish. You know why that is? Because universities love their schools and their professors being, being associated with, you know, Time Magazine. CNN, whatever, NBC Nightly News. A study out of Harvard shows that 
Well, once you hear a study out of, you know, very fine institution or institution with a solid reputation shows, you perk up and you go, wow, this Harvard study says fill in the blank and you pay attention and Harvard gets notoriety, good notoriety and publicity. And so does the professor. So the more you can publish, the more your university can ask for grants, ask for business, ask for studies to be conducted through that university. Follow the money always. The journal Nature, back to the article, the journal Nature this month alerted readers to questions raised about an article on the discovery of a room temperature superconductor, a profound and far-reaching scientific finding, if true. Physicists who examined the work said the data didn't add up. University of Rochester physicist Ranga Diaz, who led the research, didn't respond to a request for comment, but has defended his work. Another paper he co-wrote was retracted in August after an investigation suggested some measurements had been fabricated or falsified. An earlier paper from Diaz was retracted last year. The university is looking closely at more of his work. Experts who examine suspect data in published studies count every retraction or correction of a faulty paper as a victory for scientific integrity and transparency. I would agree with that. All, I mean, integrity should be the backbone of scientific work. And so should transparency. I guess two, two backbones wouldn't hurt, right? Quote, if you think about bringing down a wall, you go brick by brick, said Ben Mall, a physician and researcher at Monash University in, in Australia. He investigates clinical trials in obstetrics and gynecology. I ought to be able to pronounce that better, being female. His alerts have prompted journals to retract some 100 papers with investigations ongoing in about 70 others. Among those looking into other scientists' work are Elizabeth Bick, a former microbiologist who specializes in spotting manipulated photographs in molecular biology experiments. She specializes in spotting manipulated photographs in molecular biology experiments. Holy. And Jennifer Byrne, a cancer researcher at the University of Sydney who helped develop software to screen papers for faulty DNA sequences that would indicate the experiments couldn't have worked. This is what has to be done. Uh, I'm sorry. I wish I were able to give you more faith in this institution of public health and study and academia. And unfortunately, I've feel I'm tearing it down even more, but in order to rebuild, you've got to tear down first. Quote, if you take the sleuths out of the equation, Oransky said, it's very difficult to see how most of these retractions would have happened. In other words, the studies would have just existed and stayed if these sleuths, sleuths weren't involved. I love that they're being called sleuths. Continuing from the Wall Street Journal, training by accident. The origins of data colada, <laughs> I'm going to laugh at that every time because I love it, data colada, stretched back to Princeton University in 1999. Simmons and Nelson, fellow grad school students, played in a cover band called Gibson 5000, and they played a softball team in a softball team called the Psychoplasmatics. 
You sound like some colorful dudes. Nelson and Simonson got to know each other in 2007 when they were faculty members in the business school at University of California, San Diego. The trio became friends and in 2011 published their first joint paper, False Positive Psychology. It included a satirical experiment that used accepted research methods to demonstrate that people who listened to the Beatles song, When I'm 64, grew younger. <laughs> they wanted to show how research standards could accommodate absurd findings. Brilliant. They're kind of legendary for that, said Yoel Inbar, a psychologist at the University of Toronto Scarborough. The study became the most cited paper in the journal Psychological Science. They conducted a study to show that you can prove absurd conclusions, that people who listened to When I'm 64 by the Beatles actually became younger, which is, as you know, humanly impossible. When the trio launched Data Colada in 2013, it became a site to air ideas about the benefits and pitfalls of statistical tools and data analyses. Quote, the whole goal was to get a few readers and not to embarrass ourselves, Simmons said. Over time, he said, quote, we have accidentally trained ourselves to see fraud. They co-wrote an article published in 2014 that coined the now common academic term p-hacking which describes cherry-picking data or analyses to make insignificant results look statistically credible. Think about that. Cherry-picking data or analyses to make insignificant results look statistically credible. Think how that can be used against people, against ideas. Whew. Their early work contributed to a shift in research methods, including the practice of sharing data so other scientists can try to replicate published work. Quote, the three of them have done an amazing job of developing new methodologies to interrogate, interrogate the credibility of research, said Brian Nosek, executive director of the Center for Open Science, a nonprofit based in Charlottesville, Virginia, which advocates for reliable research. Thank you, sir, for your advocacy of reliable research. Nelson, who teaches at the Haas School of Business at the University of California, Berkeley, is described by his partners as the big picture guy, able to zoom out of the weeds and see the broad perspective. Simonson is the technical whiz, at ease with opaque statistical techniques. It is nothing short of a superpower, Nelson said. Simonson was the first to learn how to spot the fingerprints of fraud in data sets. Damn. Working together, Simonson said, quote, feels a lot like having a computer with three core processors working in parallel. The men first eyeball the data to see if they make sense in the context of the research. The first study Simonson examined for faulty data on the blog was obvious. Participants were asked to rate an experience on a scale from zero through 10, yet the data set inexplicably had negative numbers. So... Participants were asked to rate an experience on a scale from 0 through 10, yet the data set inexplicably had negative numbers. Huh. Another red flag is an improbable claim, say a study that said a runner could sprint 100 yards in half a second. <laughs> there's, there's a study that says that. Such findings always get a second look. You immediately know, no way, said Simonson, who teaches at the I hope I'm saying this right. The ESAID Business School in Barcelona, Spain. Oh, the ESADE Business School in Barcelona, Spain. 
Another telltale sign is perfect data in small data sets. Real world, real world data is chaotic and random. Any one of those things can trigger an examination of a paper's underlying data. Is it just an innocent error? Error? Is it p-hacking? Simmons said. We never rush to say fraud. We never rush to say fraud. To keep up with their blog and other ventures, the trio text almost daily on a group chat. They meet on Zoom about once a week and email constantly. Simonson's phone pinged in August while he was on vacation with his family in the mountains of Spain. Simmons and Nelson broke the news that they were being sued for defamation in a $25 million lawsuit. I was completely dumbfounded and terrified, Nelson said. Bad data goes undetected in academic journals largely because the publications rely on volunteer experts to ensure the quality of published work, not to detect fraud. Bad data goes undetected in academic journals largely because the publications rely on volunteer experts to ensure the quality of published work, not to detect fraud. Journals don't have the expertise or personnel to examine underlying data for errors or deliberate manipulation, said Holden Thorpe, editor-in-chief of the Science Family of Journals. Thorpe said he talks to Bick and other debunkers, note, noting that universities and other journal editors should do the same. Nobody loves to hear from her, he said, but she's usually right. The data sleuths have pushed journals to pay more attention to correcting the record, he said. Most have hired people to review allegations of bad data. Springer Nation, which, excuse me, Springer Nature, which publishes Nature and some 3,000 other journals, has a team of 20 research staffers, said Chris Graff, the company's research integrity director, twice as many as when he took over in 2021. So in just a few years, they've had to double their number. Retraction Watch, which with research organization Crossref, keeps a log of some 50,000 papers discredited over the past century. Estimated that as of 2022, about eight papers have been retracted for every 10,000 published studies. That may seem like a small number, but if those eight lead to major decisions by governments, policymakers, uh, consumer protection groups, uh, consumer-based organizations, medical facilities... Bick and others said it can take months or years for journals to resolve complaints about suspect studies. Of nearly 800 papers that Bick reported to 40 journals in 2014 and 2015 for running misleading images, only a third had been corrected or retracted five years later, she said. The work isn't without risk. French infectious disease specialist Didier Raoul threatened to sue Bick after she flagged alleged errors in dozens of papers he co-wrote including one touting the benefits of hydrochloroquine, hydrochloroquine to treat COVID-19. Raoult said he stood by his research. Interesting. I guess you're not going to always get it right on either side. Maybe even the sleuths get it wrong occasionally, but they call this honest work in the Wall Street Journal. Simonson got a tip in 2021 about the data used in papers published by Harvard Business School professor Francesca Gino. Her well-regarded studies explored moral questions. Why do some people lie? What reward drives others to cheat? What factors influence moral behavior? The three scientists examined data underlying four studies and identified what they said 
were irregularities in how some entries appeared. Numbers in data sets look to have been manually changed. In December 2021, they sent their discoveries to Harvard, which conducted its own investigation. Harvard concluded Gino was, quote, responsible for research misconduct, according to her lawsuit against Harvard, Nelson, Simmons, and Simonson. The Harvard Business School asked journals that published the four papers to retract them, saying her results were invalid. In June this year, the trio posted their conclusions about Gino's studies on data collata. Data in four papers, they said, had been falsified. When they were uh, restored, what they had hypothesized was correct information in one of the four studies. The results didn't support the study findings. The Post sent the social sciences community into an uproar. Gino is on administrative leave, and the school has begun the process of revoking her tenure. In her lawsuit, Gino said Harvard's investigation was flawed as well as biased against her because of her gender. Good God. Oh, good God. I hadn't read this part before. And I'm sinking because if that's what you're going to use as your defense, you're biased against me because I'm a woman, even though you were a tenured professor at Harvard and it's an embarrassment to the university that apparently you falsified information. No, I'm going to pull, I'm going to play the gender card. A business school spokesman declined to comment. The suit also contends that uh, the Data Collada blog posts falsely accused her of fraud. The three scientists say they stood by their posted findings. Gino, through her lawyer, denied wrongdoing. She is seeking at least $25 million in damages. We vehemently disagree with any suggestion of the use of the word fraud, said Gino's lawyer, Andrew Miltonberg. Gino declined to comment. All right, so they disagree with disagree with the word fraud. Uh, you can disagree with that word. Miltonberg said Gina was working on a rebuttal to Data Collada's conclusions. In August, a group of thirteen scientists organized a fundraiser that, in a month, collected more than three hundred thousand dollars to help defray Data Collada's legal costs. So a lot of people are standing with Data Collada and saying, we're going to help you defray these costs. These people are sending a very costly signal, Simmons said. They're paying literal dollars to be like, yeah, scientific criticism is important. That's exactly what they're saying. Because we're always told to believe the science, follow the science, trust the science, trust the numbers. What if the numbers are manipulated? What's that old saying? There are lies, damn lies, and statistics. There are three kinds of lies, but statistics is all often in, uh, included in one of those lies. And I think this is a fascinating piece, and it shows that there are people out there trying to suggest that, you know what? Science needs to be done slowly and meticulously. It can't be rushed, and you can't do science to find a conclusion that someone wants you to find. You have to go where the truth leads you, not where the dollars lead you. I love this piece because we found some people who are volunteering to do this work. Also people who are supporting them financially. They're all brave. They're all doing good. And so I leave you with be brave and do good. 
And, you know, don't lie about your data. See you next time. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.